Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's 12 o'clock. Time for the Daily Your Saltwater Guide podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Today's super special Thursday. Thursday is the day my beautiful wife joins us on the podcast. She'll be in here in just a second. Here she comes. Here she comes, everybody. I did good today. Whoops, I was in the wrong chair. No, I'm in the right chair. I don't know what I'm doing. I was pointing right chair, wrong chair, back chair, front chair. Oh no, Marley's throwing stuff everywhere. He's super Mark. excited. His mom's on the show today. I am on the show. Hello, hello. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. I'd like to point out that it is so. You, wow, you really went all Clean myself for up for this show. I love your hair. Woo-hoo. I don't went know. Oh my yeah, you're good. so cute. You're so sweet. I love you. I did well. Yes, you did. Right? Very good. Very good. Welcome. Thank Thanks you for so joining much. us again I'm on another here. beautiful Thursday. <laughs> oh, my goodness, gang. Some of you have sent in your questions. Those of you that haven't, the number is 949-374-0786. Send in your questions. We cannot, well... I'm not supposed to read them if you send them in on Facebook or YouTube. Kelly, that bothers her. She says it It bothers all of you. No, that is not what I said. Okay, I'm sorry. Once again, I'll say what I said. There you go. It's distracting and it's not professional. That's what I said. I didn't say it was rude. I didn't say it was that you guys didn't like it. I just gave my opinion. Right, (laughs) sweetheart. I don't know why I thought I had an opinion today. No, I said I just gave my opinion. You're right. You're right. Okay, here we go. They didn't come to watch us fight. Oh, that you want? Well, they better get ready then, huh? Too bad, because this will be a pretty, a pretty spectacular cool show. show <laughs> if you can see else. that, yeah. gang, send in your message. <laughs> we got a handful already. Some of you took direction and were able to pull it off, and, <laughs> and uh, we got a couple handful or a couple of messages starting right there. Okay. And then uh, if you have a burning desire to talk with Kelly Girl, send in your message, 949-374-0786. We're going to get to that in just a minute, but I want to show everybody something. This is our oldest son right here. (laughs) This is Mike Mad Dog Maddox. He is a captain of a 66-foot Viking up uh, up in Ventura Harbor. It's called, uh, oh, what's the name of the boat? It's from that Seinfeld show. No, I can't remember. I forgot. But Michael's the captain. He used to be the deckhand. You see him in a lot of my how-to videos. Mike and I did a number on those bluefin for a very long time. Mike shows you guys how to fly the kite. Mike now runs that big Viking up there. And uh, That's amazing. Oh, Serenity Now. Serenity Now. Serenity Now is the name of the yacht that he runs up there. Stop by, say hi to him. He's on the boat every day. But he caught this big white sea bass yesterday at one of our spots off of our hot spots videos. 
And he did it because he followed the simple game plan that he knows we we put out every week. And he went to the spot I told him to go to. And uh, he took all the knowledge he learned over all the years of fishing, anchored up in the perfect position. Wide open calico bass. Every cast, Kelly Girl's bum. That's her... That is Kelly's unicorn right there. That is the yeah. fish she wants more than anything. Brought a yeah. tear to her eye when Michael sent that to yeah. us yesterday. That's so cool. So cool. And uh, gang, if you want to catch fish like this, if you don't want to suck, all you got to do is enter, be a member of our website, and you never have to suck at fishing again. Even though I can't put Kelly Girl on one of those, I might be able to put you and on again, one of those. as always, Brandon Hayward, if you are listening, please reach out. <laughs> and let Kelly Girl <laughs> know if you have any openings to go with her on your boat. There's Marley up there on the top hey, running Mama. around. Hi, buddy. Gang, <laughs> we got that video out right now that's just going bananas across all social media. We're, we're probably going to hit a million views by tonight. We've launched... Yesterday, last night, we put it out, the spinal cord video. It's got, I think, 600,000 views already on TikTok. And the the two right behind it, the how to eat it and what to put on it to eat it are just flying on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Just flying. And I told you yesterday that we would hit 50,000 subscribers by last night while well, I was wrong. It's going to happen while we're doing the show right now. It's going to hit 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. Kind of a big number for us, we think. It's kind of a big deal for us. Some of the companies that we uh, work with don't think we get any views, though. It's kind of weird. But I don't know. The proof's in the pudding. Anybody <laughs> with a brain can see all the videos, all the, the views we get. It's pretty incredible. Pretty Absolutely incredible. incredible. I mean, who'd have thought? Huh? Back, back in the day. Who'd have ever thought? Not me. That's for dang sure. I didn't even know how to. I didn't even know how to log on to a computer when I met <laughs> Kelly. Girl, she's all, "Hey, have you been on Bloody?" I'm like, "Bloody who?" <laughs> now look at us, crazy, crazy times, gang. You don't have to suck unless you're into sucking, because we lay it all out there for you on our website. It's pretty cool. The amount of uh, reports we get every day isn't it amazing sweetheart oh my gosh and they're yeah i love reading those i love reading your reports that you send in to dave or wherever they're yeah, sending them they're in your saltwater so guy cool. it's just so cool it makes dave's day um, oh my gosh yeah. it's incredible. incredible it's so fun to to check them out gang so check everything out fishing is absolutely insane right now we have a little bit of wind coming on saturday we all know how to get around that just don't go Right? Right. If it's blowing, blowing, we're not going. We ain't going. And you shouldn't either. <laughs> and yeah, why would you do that to your friends and your family? Why are you going to go out there when the wind's blowing? It's not like 1980. We have this newfangled thing called the internet now. Yeah. 1980, I was like uh, eight years old. So I don't know. Yeah, well, it ain't I like that. <laughs> it ain't like that. You can go online and you can look at the weather and you can plan your day around it. Saturday is not the day to go fishing. I'm just saying, if you have a burning desire, you better be off the water by noon. It's going to catch you with your pants down because it's going to look spectacular. And then at noon, they're going to turn that fan on and it's going to blow really, really hard. Is that so. how it works? Somebody turns the fan on? Yeah. They flip that switch <laughs> on the fan at noon. Well, they didn't turn the fan on here in, in Mexico, Cabo, because it is. They didn't turn the air conditioner on, but the wind is definitely blowing. Gang, we want to stop for a minute. Kelly Girl and I, our hearts 
Our hearts are hurting right now. We saw the devastation. It is absolutely the saddest thing we've ever seen. We feel bad for all our friends. We have a lot of friends over there on in Lahaina. We have a lot of friends on the island of Maui. And I'm just, it's so sad. I'm, I feel like crying right now. It's just the most gnarliest thing we've ever seen. What happened and how quickly it happened, It our hearts go out to all the people on the island. It was so unbelievably tragic. Some of the friends that we were able to talk to had to, escape by jumping into the ocean. There was no other way out. There was no other way out. That fire took off and burned so fast right to the ocean that the only way out was to jump into the ocean. If you've seen the videos and you've seen the pictures, it is some of the most saddest things you've ever seen. Some of the most iconic buildings, Lahaina, that little whaling town is just so devastated. It's just, our hearts are with you folks. We're sorry. If there's anything we can do to help, just reach out. We'll do anything we can. All right. What do you think? Was, yeah. It's pretty gnarly, it's pretty tragic. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm super sorry. Everyone's in our thoughts and prayers, for sure. Okay, so let's... All right, here, let's get let's to get it. Let's get going on a happier note. I'm sorry, everybody. All right, this is from Dan and Kim. Hello, Dan and Kim. Uh, nice see. job on the Dorado. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, this is from Dan, actually. I paid it. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> this is okay. Here we go. <laughs> this is from Dan to me. I painted Kim's nails in a Dorado pattern. I saw that. Um, can you have Captain Dave paint yours in a calico bath pattern? We are at the boat today cleaning and I will watch replay tonight. Have an awesome day. Do what now? Paint your nails? <laughs> um, I'm going to say a heck no. A double <laughs> heck no. I just had my nails Kelly done yesterday. Kelly just had her nails done, and she would never allow me to paint no. her nails. Dan, you are a stud. No. You, you are know, a stud. I don't think I'd, I don't even think I'd let you. I don't know. That's that's a big no, Dan. But, uh, All right, Joshua. Joshua, you just got yourself blocked. Good job, Joshua. What did he do? What happened? He, he said some really derogatory stuff towards me. Oh, it's did. cool. We I have no problem blocking you. Go ahead and make a that. poopy con. Here. <laughs> I want this. Oh. See, cute. isn't that cute? He's just <laughs> adorable. Just really. They they, they got all kinds of strength and power <laughs> behind their mom's keyboard. Yeah. Oh, in wow. their house. Whatever. All right. Bye next, bye. Next question. Thank you, Dan. And then up the no again. Um. Let's see. Uh. When do you slow down and put the trolling lines out? Heading to La Paz next weekend for some fishing. Should I bring any lures with me or let the guides handle everything? This is from, I do not know who this is from. Oh, Angel. All right, Angel. Well, here's the deal. When you come down here, the guys that are fishing every single day on the pongas and everything that are going out every single day, they kind of have a, just like on a sport boat or anywhere else you're going to fish, the guys kind of know what's going on. They know what what the fish are eating they know what lures to use all i would suggest you do is if you got a couple of cedar plugs or you got a couple of green and yellow feathers or blue and white or something like that or red those always work but also when you're leaving to go home you can give them to them as a tip they they appreciate that but normal boats they have what you need to catch fish that's their job every day and they really just like I would, we don't appreciate 
um, trying a new pattern or something when we know what's working every day. Not that it won't work, but it's just our livelihood depends on getting the bite. So we're not into switching it up until maybe a couple hours after we've been out there and we haven't caught anything, then maybe we'll switch it up a little bit. I'm just saying how I approached it. You might get on a different deal and the Pongo, the Pongolera might be into um, fishing with your lures. I don't know for a fact, but I'd bring a couple of cedar plugs and a couple of green and yellow or blue and white or something normal. Kids bit all the time. Don't bring any elaborate stuff. Don't go out and buy some Mad Max or something like that. You don't need to go spend hundreds of dollars on lures. Just come down, bring a couple that you have no problem giving them a tip at the end and just handing them those with some money. Remember, they can't eat the lures, so give them a little bit of money. Um, hey, Johnny, thanks. Marley is pretty spectacular. That's our rescue monkey right there. He is. He's at a different level when I'm here by myself doing the show. When Kelly Girl comes, look at he can't take his eyes off of her. That's his mommy. He loves Kelly Girl. That's our. If those of you that have never seen our show before, we do this fishing show Monday through Friday at twelve o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Mondays we usually talk about what kind of crap the the government's trying to shove down our throats on closing fishing, and then the rest of the week is all about fun and positivity and. Our rescue monkeys on the show every single day. Marley, we rescued him from a family that got him that had no way to take care of him. These little monkeys aren't into yelling and screaming and little kids screaming. They're just not into it. If you have children, don't buy them a monkey. That's not cool. All right? Thanks. All right. Are we ready for the next question? You got some questions there, baby? Yes. This is from Joe from Arizona. Oh, and wait a minute. We oh. never even answered the question, when do you slow down? Oh, you didn't answer it? No, I talked you about just, the all lure. All that was just easy. Come on, focus, 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 focus. Okay, so what I try to tell all of our members on the website, and we have a pay website, gang, where if you're tired of sucking at fishing, you can go on there and you can learn how to fish. It's called Your Saltwater Guide. Let me show you real quick. We got like, whoopsie. We got like a QR code or something, I think. We got something going on here. Just hang with me for a second. You can go over here and check out our website. Those of you that are new and don't know, splash that with your phone. But what I teach everybody is let's just say the fish are biting on the 209 or, or I want you to run out to the 209 area. You put those numbers in your chart plotter. When you're about four or five miles away from the bank, you slow down six and a half, seven knots. That way you can start to look. You can't really look that well at 20 knots on a small boat. On a big biking, an 80-foot biking, you can look all day at 20 knots. But on your small skiff, when you're doing that, it's really hard to look in your binoculars when you're doing that. Slow down six, seven knots and uh, put out a couple of cedar live deception, cedar plugs or some type of lure. Put them out behind the boat and start looking and start spending time looking. It's all about looking, gang. It's super important to look. And then the banks are just banks. Like the 209, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. People didn't understand what 209 means. That's 209 fathoms deep. That's like a mountain that comes up in the ocean. All, all the banks are in California, mostly, besides the 9-mile bank and the 14-mile bank. They're labeled by the fathoms of the depth that they're in. 43 is 43 fathoms. 
the 209s, 209 fathoms, 267s, 267 fathoms, the 182s, 182 fathoms. Because the ocean depth is in fathoms. But what happens is when you got these little plateaus or little mountains down there, that's like structure. So that's where the bait's going to congregate. Any type, anytime the bait's there, the fish will be there. Like my buddy Pete Grosbeck always says, they follow the groceries. They follow the groceries. Yeah. All right. All now right. I, I answered the question. Okay. Don't right. forget, text your questions to 949-374-0786. You can ask Kelly Girl anything you want as long as it's appropriate. <laughs> as long as it's appropriate. All right. Ready for the next one from Joe from Arizona. Jumpin' Joe. How fast do you troll a yummy flyer? And two, how far back behind the boat do you want the yummy flyer? Okay, when I'm fishing the yummy flyer, what I'm going to do, Joe, is I let it out back behind the boat. My deckhand or one of my past buddies or whoever's on the boat with me, they're going to have a pair of binoculars, and they're going to be looking at the yummy flyer. It's going to be so far back behind the boat that... I want it to be outside our furthest wake. So when you look back behind the boat and there's wakes coming off the back of the boat, you want that wind to be hitting you. Normally in Southern California, because the prevailing wind is out of the Northwest, when you're going to run that yummy flyer, you're going to run it two directions. You're going to go, the boat's going to go at 180 degrees. That's when it seems like you're headed south. And then you're going to turn into the wind straight into the northwest, and then you're going to turn and you're going to go zero degrees. If you do that, 99.9% .9 of the time, that's going to put that flying fish out off the side of the boat as far as it can get outside your furthest wake. So when you look behind your boat and you see in those wakes, if the rubber flying fish is on the inside of it, the inside of the wake between the boat and, and the, that's not right. It has to be on the outside. Because what we've learned over the years is those big blue fins absolutely hate the sound of the engines because it represents nets. Now, it's a different thing at night when you're doing the, the, the slow pitch carnata jigs or you're doing your knife jigs or whatever you're fishing with. It's a different thing because they're not – when it, once it gets dark, they're down there two, 300 feet. They feel super safe. But during the day – You've got to get that rubber flying fish outside your furthest wake where there's no disturbance. And I'm trolling it at eight and a half knots. And Joe knows this, and I thank you for doing this for us, Joe. All this stuff we talk about is all available to you at the website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. The QR code's up there on the screen. I'm going to pull it down because it just, we got to pull it down. But, um, gang, you want to grab that website, it'll help you to not suck at fishing anymore. Right, Kelly Girl? That's right. Okay, so are we ready for the next question? Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Oh, wait. Uh, someone on sent in a, a message and asked, what is our, what's our favorite cat, fish to catch? <laughs> Calico bass. That was, T I think it's TJ. I can't really see. But... Um, See, right above you. TJ your... easily. So calico bass, hands down, no question. That's what we love to catch. All right, let's see. Let's see. Um, this is from Tony. My... Try turning up the volume, buddy. I guarantee it's you. It's not us. Everybody else is hearing us good. Just turn up the volume. Check your volume. Look at your volume. Okay, this is from Mike Lewis. 
Hi, Mike Lewis. Hey, Mike. Uh, I know you like live bait, but is there anywhere around Channel Islands you'd recommend any type of uh, trolling? Well, with that um, yellowtails over there at the island, or that bonita, we control cedar plugs, we control feathers, we control rapalas. Those are any type of that rapala type looking lure. You control that stuff around at six or seven knots across to all the high spots, get outside the edges of the kelp. You control that stuff around when you run out of live bait. You don't have any more live bait. You control that stuff around and people do fine on that. I've even seen the white sea bass eat the cedar plug. It's not the go-to method. Don't get me wrong. That's If the sea bass are biting, I'm anchored up on the spot, fishing them with a small slider or a leadhead. But I've seen them eat the cedar plug. I've seen yellowtail eat all types of feathers. I've seen them eat the rapalas. And there's been a lot of bonita at the islands in the last couple months. So all that stuff, yes. And that yellowfin's coming. I think the yellowfin will be biting out there in the flats outside of uh, Santa Cruz Island here any day now. This, the volume of Dorado that Justin saw yesterday, which will be on our webs, on our game plans for today, the volume of Dorado we saw, that stuff is well on its way towards you guys, so. There's going to be so much to troll for up there in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be insane. But you can troll around the island with your stuff like that and catch yellowtail. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, I saw a question up here. Ace High. Hey, Ace. Would like to know if all of my fishing reels uh, are, are pink, pink or girly colors. I, no, I have no reels. <laughs> I have no reels that are in any girly colors. You have one custom rod. That I have Dave one custom Burris rod that you. Dave Burris uh, did for me, and it has some pink in it with a calico bass on it. Other than that, no. A pink calico bass. A pink calico bass. Uh, but no, that's it. That's it. Everything's just normal standard colors, right, Dave? Yeah, whatever Okuma makes. Yep, that's right. All right, what kind of sunscreen do you use, Dave? What's your favorite sunscreen that you use? You guys are going to be blown away. <laughs> Tell us. I personally have never put any sunscreen on me. I don't wear it. I know you guys do, and I'm so proud of all of you for wearing it. I don't wear sunscreen and never have. I'm not going to start doing it at 62. I know. I'm, I know. I know. And I would never suggest you don't do it, but I don't do it. Kelly girl slathers herself up with it for sure because she's fair-skinned and she gets yeah, roasted. I and plus, yeah, it's not it's not so bad for your skin. I mean, yeah, these people know, Dave. You're the one that I need to be talking to. <laughs> yeah, I love, so my favorite sunscreen is, I don't know how to say it, but it's La Roche-Pulse. I don't know. You can get it at, um, like, a drugstore or, um, you know. La Roche-Pulse? Put it up there. Well, I don't want, let's see. This is it. I pulled it up so you can see. It's probably, it might be backwards. That's the one I use, and I love it. I love it, love it, love it. It's a, and been around for a long time. I don't think you're going to find anything better. She's super uh, fair skin, and that's what she uses. I spray tan <laughs> to get tan, so I don't, I don't really like to bake my face, so I don't want And I just go to the beach every single day, and Crazy. yeah, it's gnarly. All right, let's see. Um, 
It is real, though. I swear, I don't wear sunscreen. I never he have. I'm he sorry. Wear sunscreen. I'm not, it's not lying. Funny. It's nothing it's to laugh nothing about. It's it. it. just what I believe in my heart. Don't come crying to me. All right, Tony turned up his volume. Yay! <laughs> Yay, Tony! Right, Tony. Woo-hoo. That was yeah. hard, huh? <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's a Daveism. <laughs> okay, this is from, I don't know who this is from, but he says his wife has severe inner ear issues and can't go out to see. How do I get her to come surfishing with me instead? Wow. That's, that's great. That's a great question. We have the, the master of surf fishing, Bill Varney's oh, going to be right. on here tomorrow. on tomorrow. tomorrow. Tomorrow, Bill Varney's joining us. He is, there's nobody that knows more about surf fishing in, in, uh, that I know of. And I'm sure that you're a way better surf fisherman than Bill ever was. But Bill will be with us tomorrow. So it's going to help you out tremendously. And I will ask him that question. But here's what I would promise you. Don't get her up early. Don't tell her. We got to be down there at 5 o'clock in the morning, right? Right. She ain't going. We're out. Make sure it's warm. Make sure it's not windy. And make sure there's no big waves. Make sure it's enjoyable. So it's fun. Get down there, take a look at everything, and if it's an ugly day, where should you go? Go have breakfast. Go have or breakfast, shopping? or just you know, go back home, get back in bed, and oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> don't 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 go out if the weather's bad. It's, what do you think, Marley? Yeah, that's, that's the, the thing, worst buddy? too. What that do you is think? the worst. So you just got to make it fun, whatever it is, and don't go oh, for hours well, and hours. They're gonna they're surf, I mean, surf fishing. Yeah, but not. Got to make it fun. Yeah, you got to make it fun. No matter what. All right. Surf fishing, boat fishing, okay. kayak yeah, fishing. Surf fishing. It's got to be fun. Surf fishing you don't do from the from a boat. No, you do it from the surf. Right. So I was like, well, well, I mean, whatever. Don't go if the weather's bad. Either but way. Or however you're getting You got to make it fun and you got to put yourself in a position to catch. You got to put yourself in a position to catch and never, ever, ever, ever when you take your spouse fishing or your children... Never stand there and have them watch you catch a fish. Don't Unless be stupid. Unless they like to do that. I personally love to watch Dave fish. So it's like I sometimes would rather do that than throw a line out myself um, just because he's – I just love to watch his technique and everything. But anyway. so Yeah, Raymond, the, we have the Android app and we have the, the uh, Apple. We cover both. It's on both, Raymond. The app is on both. It has been since I launched it back at the Pacific in, Coast Sport March, Fishing Festival. All right. It so. works flawless for the people that are using it. I'll just tell you what, if you if you have it and you don't watch the videos, it's not going to change what you catch just because you have it on your phone. Okay. We have a question here. No way. Okay. Uh, oh, that was from last time. Okay. This is Brad from Cincinnati. Hi, Brad. No way. He says Come that on, Brad. Uh, my, six- Cincinnati. <laughs> my six-year-old son and I love your show. And text the show Thursday is our favorite day with Kelly. <laughs> Yay. How sweet. Hi, guys. Uh, um, I think I know who just won the t-shirt. <laughs> thank you for having Kelly on. Oh, my goodness. My son and I love playing Find Marley the Monkey on the screen. That is so cute. Oh, my God. He's there been, he I is. just saw him like. He's right here. He's right here. We're talking about you, little buddy. My little buddy. 
talking about oh, Marley. Thanks, guys, that was so what a sweet message. That was. Thank I you. think your son's you getting a day. shirt. You I, think. My, I think both of you are going to get a shirt. Right. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, no. oh, All right, Gang, thanks, how, And what's your son's name? Text, text. Uh, let me know what your son's name is. And the size of his shirt. Yes, and the size of your shirt. <laughs> All right, that was sweet. That was that pretty made special. My Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Here we go. This is from TJ Data Point. Hi, TJ. I have a question for you and your wife. What is your favorite type of fishing? Calico bass, by far, nothing better. <laughs> On the anchor. And fly line. Fly line, fly line, fly line. Fly We're not big sinker fishermen. No. We'll do it if that's the only way we can get them. Marley, you are running around big. Look at him. We can't figure out what to do. But Here's the thing, and this is what I taught Kelly since she started fishing with me 18 years ago. We'd go out to the edges of the kelp. Our boat is in Dana Point Harbor. Here's how we approached it. And I don't know where your boat is or what you like to do, but I would come out of the harbor and I'd always go north. Why? Because if you go south, the ride home is not fun. The wind always blows out of the northwest. So we would come out of the harbor. We'd go north. We'd go to Monarch Beach. We go to a little boiler rock there in Monarch Beach. We try that. If they're not biting there, then we go to Salt Creek. If they're not biting there, we go to Dana Point. If they're not biting there, they're not biting. We go home. We anchor up every single time, too. We're not sitting there drifting where the boat's rocking like crazy. And Kelly, Kelly, even if it's flat calm, if you're not anchored, you're going to lay in the trough. And the boat's going to do this the whole time. So we like to anchor. We like to turn the engines off. We like to anchor up. We like to turn this music on or turn on a podcast yeah. or something. That's, yeah, well, that was, that's what we did in the most recently. We got into listening. And to just fly line, fly line, fly line over and over and over again. Catch a bass every time. And things that used to blow me away was the fishing so wide open and Kelly Girl would catch 50 or 60 bass. And I'm not making this up. This is real. And uh, then she would just go sit down. And I would be like, do you want to go somewhere else? Do you want to go do something? It's every bite. She goes, nope, this is fine. I just want to relax. We're out on the boat. It's yeah. a beautiful day. Yeah. Sit down. I promise you, we don't like going when it's blowing. I don't want to go when it's blowing. I don't care if your boat's the most beautiful boat in the world. I don't want to go right. when it's blowing. Right. Calicabas, Calicabas, Calicabas. What? Okay, this is... Oh, go ahead. All right. And every other fish comes around when you're catching calico bass. There's not a fence out there. That's what I try to explain to everybody on our website. They go, oh, all we were catching was calico bass, so we moved. (laughs) The miracle was just about to happen. You were just about to catch that big white sea bass. Or look at... Here's another thing that one of our... This is Tommy. Oh, and there's our baby kitty crying. This is Tommy White on the Dana Pride. They were fishing at a, yeah, whoops, hold on. Look at that. Yesterday, Catalina. Wow. Spot, it's going to be on the game plans. Wide open calico bass. They were catching calicos wide open. Then they got flashed and they caught six of those. That was the biggest one, 32 pounds. They caught six of them up to 32 pounds. Why they're catching calico bass. What I try to explain to everybody is there's no fence. There's no wall out there. There's nothing to stop the yellowtail from coming. If you're on a spot and you're catching calicos one after the other, always be ready because that next bait could be a sea bass or a yellowtail. So don't leave before the miracle happens. All right. Thank you. Uh, Okay. So Jeff from Riverside wants to know, hi, Jeff. 
How do you cook and season calico bass? You do, you cook it. I don't. I make the most incredible calico bass tacos. Yes, they, they are, are to die for. Incredible. What I do is I take the fillets and I make sure there's no bones in it. Then I take them and I cut little pieces, the fillet, and I put it in sweet butter in the frying pan. You, you'll see it at the store. It's actually called sweet butter. I put it in the sweet butter and I saute it. And as it's slowly cooking, I chop it all up like you would hamburger meat. So it's all chopped up real fine. I'm not breading it. I'm not making big globules of breaded fish for our tacos. I'll chop that all up real fine while it's sauteing in the sweet butter. Then I'll take corn tortillas. I like them soft. Kelly likes them hard. I'll make her some crispy ones. I'll make me some soft ones. You take the fish, you lay it in the bottom of the corn tortilla, then you put some cheddar cheese on top of it. Then you put some fresh cabbage on top of the cheddar cheese. Then you take some pico de gallo sauce, sprinkle that on top of it. Then you take buttermilk ranch dressing and you drizzle that over the top of the taco. I can eat about 10 of them at a time. Kelly can eat. I just, I, yeah, they're good. I, I we miss that big time down here. We don't have any calico bass in Cabo. Yes, so try that out, Justin. Let That's know. the way, <laughs> though. It's insane. Okay, this Oh, and a little bit of salt and pepper, but not much. But it's all about the sweet butter. All right. Uh, Dave Hill wants to know, how bad is our electricity bill during summer months, and do we drink the tap water? No, we don't drink the tap water. We have a water dispenser. We have, you know, like a sparklets, but they're not sparklets. I don't even know what they're called. They come and deliver water to us once a week. We drink that and we don't eat, we, our cats don't even drink, or Marley, they don't even drink the tap water. We do brush our teeth with tap water, but we spit it out. We don't swallow the water. Dave, you probably do, but I don't. <laughs> and then our electricity bill, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bill. That's his department. What is our bill like? Our electricity bill this time of year is probably right around 200 bucks a month. We get billed every two months. And we, oh, it's the funniest thing. We pay our electricity bill at OXO. So like a, like a, it's like, it's like a 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's OXO. Very cool store. So you go into the liquor store and they scan your bill at the liquor store and then you pay your electric bill at the liquor store. And our, our oh, I'm sorry. Our house is different. Well, all home. Down here, here in Mexico are different. There's no like central, central air. air. We don't have that. We have an, an air conditioning unit. They call it a split AC a unit in every room in the house, except for the bathrooms. And it only takes, you can turn it off and the room Change, gets yeah. ready. It gets super cold. hot. Or cold. I mean, if you turn it. But you, you turn, turn the air conditioner on and in minutes the room. Because the houses down here are built out of block. You can't use wood down here. Because there's so many termites. There's just zillions of termites. So all your homes are block. They're not built, framed, no, wood. All, they're block. They're I all did not block. know this when we first moved here to this house or to Mexico. I didn't know. So one day Dave was not here. I was trying to hang a, a big picture up on the wall. And I took a nail and a hammer and I kept hammering. And the nails kept bending, and I'm like, oh, my God, even the, you know, the nails here in, in this country are not good. I mean, <laughs> this is bad. I need some USA nails. And 
Dave came home and, and the wall was a disaster <laughs> when I was, what, huh? What it looked like to you? Oh yeah, because. We had to, yeah, you had to repair the wall because it was just all, it was jacked up. The concrete that they. I didn't know, nobody told me. They put over, I'm not a builder, so I know you guys know the proper word, but you know, like plaster, it's, but it's concrete. And she would hit the nail on the concrete and the concrete would all fall off and the nail would bend because it couldn't go into the block. Yeah. And she did that not <laughs> once, but 20 like, times. And when I got home from work, she's like, I hate it here. I just hate it here. Even the nails suck. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Oh I'm like, what? She's all, look at it. They're all bent. These nails suck. I go, what were you trying to do? She goes, pound it into the wall. Yeah. I had nobody told, nobody said anything. I didn't know. I had no idea, but now I know. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see. Um, why, John Rowe, hi, John, wants to know, John? why was the captain of the boat yesterday telling us to tie a reverse dropper loop? <laughs> I had this conversation with Justin this morning. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Is that him? Is he the captain? No. Oh, okay. These guys went on. They went on. What boat was that, John? I saw your pictures, and those are phenomenal pictures, believe me. And I love. Did you get a bunch of crap for wearing your saltwater guide stuff? Because, you know, a lot of those booger eating kids that are running these sport boats today, they're not big fans. They're not big fans of you, huh? No, but that's okay because we don't really care about them. They're not going to be around that long anyway, so. They don't matter because the guys that have been in the industry for 30, 40 years, they, they, they're our friends and they respect us and they answer our phone calls. But uh, the reverse dropper loops, the dumbest thing. Here's the thing about the reverse dropper loop. And they didn't know if you knew how to fish. The neat, the neat thing about the reverse dropper loop, it works phenomenal for people that don't know how to fish because all you feel is your weight. And then you have the reverse dropper loop. So the fish is down there and he's either hooked up or he's not hooked up. So you don't even know what's going on until all of a sudden you wind up your line. You go, I got a fish. You didn't even know you had a fish. They like to use the reverse dropper loop because basically they're taking a bunch of tourists that don't know how to fish and they need to catch something. You and me and Kirsten and Kelly... And just, we want to feel the bite. That's the only reason why we go fishing. So the reverse dropper loop allows you to not feel the bite. I don't want to go if I can't feel the bite. People go, oh, I can feel the bite. No, not until that fish is drug your sinker. Think about it. Common sense will tell you the reverse dropper loop is your line tied to the weight. And then the weight off the bottom of the weight goes the... Uh, goes the, the line. So you're only feeling your weight. Then when you go to wind up your weight because you didn't know if you had any bait, all of a sudden you got a fish. It works flawless on the sport boats for the tourists because you throw some circle hooks on there and they're going to catch fish without even trying. Oh, Barney just did the coolest little stretch. Yeah, he is so active right now. Hey, it's incredible because his mommy's here. So the reverse dropper loop's great for new people. It's a great way to go. I couldn't do it. I, I want to teach everybody how to fish when they come on my boat. I want to teach them how to fish when I'm running. So that's why they're doing that. It's because it works flawless for people that don't know how to fish because the fish hooks itself. But like I said in all my interviews with Michael Folks and with Phil Freeman and all the other interviews I've ever done, I only fish to get a bite. That's the only part of the fishing that 
is fun for me is getting the bite. Once I hook the fish, I have I don't need to wind it. I'll hand the rod to someone else. I want to feel the bite. And you can't feel the bite with a reverse dropper. All right, thank you. Hopefully that. <laughs> and did he tell you what boat they were on? Not yet. I don't know. I'll read you some more questions. We're moving on. Moving on. Moving Bye, John. On. This is from John Stanley. Wow, John Stanley has hey. quite a few questions here. Guest celebrity appearance. John, hi, John. We, uh, John wants to know on a free day, and you're not doing anything, any fishing involved, what does your day consist of? Well, John, let me tell you. I wake up and take a shower and, you know, all that. And have coffee. Well, first, before I take a shower, have coffee in bed with Dave, and we watch a little bit of the news. KTLA. Yes, and then I streaming I, so I, we can see and, how messed up America is. Then I get uh, get into the shower, get out of the shower. Then I put on my bathing suit, and Dave and I go to the beach for most of the day, and it's just it's like paradise. And and I have somebody here who comes and takes care of the animals, and uh, somebody who comes and cleans the house and does all the laundry and. I'm totally joking. I was like, I'm what? Totally joking. What are you talking no, about? No, here's how my day, after my day goes. Holy I'm, moly. I'm like, at, wait a minute. I where's all this happening at? I get up at like 4.30 from, because the cats are in my face sitting on me while I'm trying to sleep. And I got to get up. I feed them. And then I, you know, make coffee. And then sometimes I may sit with Dave and watch the news for a little while and drink maybe half a cup of coffee. Then I start doing laundry. I start cleaning, doing the dishes. And then sometimes I'll make Dave breakfast. And then we're going to do dishes from that. Because we don't have a dishwasher. I'm the dishwasher. Um, what else do I do? Um, and then sometimes I'll go, I'll go grocery shopping to Walmart or Costco, which is pretty much the highlight of my day, which is fun. And then <laughs> I come home and let's see, I just, uh, <laughs> no, it's good. It's fun. I don't know. What else do I do, Dave? Take care of this guy. I don't really Clean the cat boxes. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of cleaning. Take care of Marley all the time. Marley's, you would be blown away. Marley is the smallest monkey in the world. He's eight inches tall, full grown. You've seen him in my hand before. He's there just he so active today. Oh, there he is. Marley. Let me see if I can show you. Nope. He took off. But... <laughs> He's so little, but he makes the biggest mess. And so, like, when Kelly came in here in the beginning of the show, she's looking on the floor. There's stuff He's little, everywhere. His little poops, okay? He doesn't wear a diaper because we could not even touch him the first, I don't know, forever. It seemed like when we got Year. him. Year. He went through a lot of trauma, so we did. we just let him be. So, needless to say, he doesn't, he just, you know, goes, I guess, commando all day long. Yeah. And he, uh, little, his little poops are all over, but they're like, they're not. The size of ball bearings. They remind me of a gold nugget, like little tiny gold nuggets. That's what they look like, right, Dave? There he is, right there. And they're just, they're, they're kind of cute, you know, and they're not, <laughs> you know, it's not that bad. But yeah, he's messy and just, you know. So she's constantly cleaning his house. And Here's something about Kelly Girl. I do girl. a lot of laundry. I love Kelly Girl. She loves to clean. I mean, I she can't go to bed if there's a dish in the sink. Mm -mm. She's, the house is spotless, always immaculate. It looks like a model home all the time. And if it doesn't, she's pissed. And if I bring people over without giving her an hour head drop, holy, holy guacamole. Yeah, don't come over without letting us know first. Kelly's a clean freak, big time. Everything's got to be spotless, clean all the time. Marley, the cats. She changes the cat box every other day. Yep. 
Just don't look in my closet or my drawers. <laughs> right, Dave? But that's Kelly Girl's days. We're yeah. just like that. It's so god darn hot here. It's, oh, hey, Dolly. It, it is so hot here. That oh, yeah. I don't even, just to get in the car to go to the grocery store, to go somewhere, it's it's just, it's gross. Those of you that it's are gross. watching in Florida and New Jersey and stuff right now, you're like, ah, I don't even know. We live in Cabo and it's the desert. But this time of year, we have a lot of humidity, a too. Lot. But not like you guys in Florida. Kelly and I lived in Florida a couple of years ago. It's pretty gnarly right now. It's probably 95 degrees outside with 90% humidity. It's just absolutely. The ocean's like 91 degrees right now. The water is 91. Fishing's kind of slow. But uh, I go to the beach. Try to go to the beach or go to the pool every day. Because I want to try to get a suntan. I'm working, trying to get my suntan. I'm working on it. And I edit videos. I put out 32 brand new videos every week. So I'm constantly editing videos. If you guys are watching our shorts, thank you very, very much. We have shorts out on every platform. Threads, X, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Um, we put out three brand new videos every single day. Monday through Sunday, and a picture, a brand new picture every single day. So it's a lot of work to run all that stuff. If I didn't have Elliot running it for me, I could never pull it off, but I still have to gather up the content, and I still have to go out and film stuff. Yep. Or video, excuse me. Right. We're old. Um, we have the black cat in here, and Dolly, we have our black cat, Dahlia, in here, and we're not sure how she looks. We don't want you her to. Going. We don't want to take any chances. Marley's watching Because she may just lunge at Marley and that would break our hearts if something happened. So we, we don't like to leave, let her come in here. But anyways, I'm going to go back to John Stanley's questions. He wants to know uh, when, you, when you're when you going to introduce Dolly, Captain out. Dave to a friend out. for the first time. Out. Hey. Sorry. Okay, when you're going to introduce Captain Dave to a friend for the first time. Uh, do you give some kind of pre-warning or explanation to your friend first? Absolutely. Here's what I, my standard thing is. This is my husband. This is, or this is Dave Hansen or Captain Dave Hansen. He's all he thinks about. That's what I say. Right? Pretty much. Because it's true. You're all you think about. <laughs> so yes, yeah, I do. Indeed. And sometimes, you know, in the conversation, I'll say, yeah, he's a handful. He's great. Da, 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 but he's a handful. But we love him. We love you. I love you. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. All right. Uh, let's see if you could go back in time um, and relive any fishing trip in the past. Which one would it be? I'd have to the say. The trip to San Clemente Island. The, no. Well, the trip to San Clemente Island? Where you slept? No. If I could relive it? No. Yeah, do it over again? No, so you'd no, be awake? no. No, okay. I mean, no. Okay. I, think, I think he wants to know which was a fun trip, like a real exciting if I could do it all over, it'd definitely be the one with the blue whale. Oh, the Make-A-Wish? Yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. Tell yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, you don't tell the story. But. I used to do the Make-A-Wish tournament every year, run somebody's boat, fish in it, come down and do the do the captain's meeting, get everybody all wound up and riled up, and then we'd go out and fish that thing. And uh, I was running a 43 Michelson, and... Uh, there hadn't been any, it was like now where there hasn't been any albacore for a very long time. And I was in the gyros looking around and I found a uh, blue whale about seven miles outside of us. You could tell it was a blue whale so far out there because the spout was a hundred feet in the air. 
And I had never seen one in like out in the ocean. I mean, I, I'd never seen one. You know, I read about them and heard about them, but I'd never actually seen one in the ocean. And those of you that don't know, the blue whale is the largest animal ever to live on the planet. It's bigger than any dinosaur. They grow to be over 100 feet long. Nothing's ever been this big on the planet. No dinosaur, nothing. So so how, so how, what happened? Tell how what how I caught. So I was explaining oh. to the group and Kelly girl about back in the day in the 80s when I was working in San Diego, if we found a blue whale out there. They usually had albacore on him. They would be swimming around his tail or underneath of his his pectoral fins. You could see him because the water's so blue. And I said, we're going to get as close as we can get to this animal. There's no other boats around. And see if we can't. Maybe he's got a fish on him. I got right up next to his tail. I was just about to go over his tail with the bow of the boat. And I was like, oh, you could see the albacore under his tail as he was moving along like this. The albacore would get pushed out, sucked back in, pushed out, sucked back in. There was about 100 of them swimming on his tail. Because if you've seen a blue whale, their tail is enormous. Their tail is 20 feet wide. So all these albacore were stacked up under his tail, just following him around. Hook up! Boom! Kelly catches her first albacore. Yes. And then we ended up catching five albacore off the bat, off of his tail. And then I called my buddy Todd because we didn't have any live bait. And my buddy Todd did. And Todd came over and had a stop bait, bait stop on the animal's tail for nine fish. And that was... But it but, was incredible. I I got a, went up to the tower and saw this whale. Oh, my God. It was just breathtaking. Another trip that I... We weren't successful, but it was funny. It was when we hooked the marlin. Here in Cabo, just you and I. Remember that? And I got spooled. That was fun. That was funny. We laugh about it now, but it was You want fun. me to tell a story? Sure, go ahead. So it was uh, <laughs> right when we first started hanging out together, dating, living together, whatever you want to call it. And this was like 16 years ago. And one of the, my clients said, hey, you and Kelly girl want to take the boat and go fishing. And this was another different 43 Michelson. And I was like... Yeah, that'd be cool. He goes, I'm leaving tomorrow. You guys can take the boat and go have fun, go to the beach, go swimming, go fishing, do whatever you want. I'm like, okay. We were younger. We were, <laughs> it was a different time in our lives. We were fishing naked. I'm sorry. I don't remember being naked. Okay. I remember being no top, but. You said I could tell the okay, story. Okay, you tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you tell the story. And I'm sorry if your son's listening, but it well, was oh super God, hot. Yes. It was Why like 100 million degrees. To, Close that's why we were, it was too hot. That's the only reason why we were fishing naked. And uh, Kelly girl was sleeping. I mean, it was blazing hot and we were trolling around and all of a sudden. Were we getting ready to go back in? Yeah, we yeah, were all so done I for the day. I went into the salon to lay down in the, in the air conditioning. <laughs> so. And hook up. And we have a 600 pound blue marlin. And the reason we know how big it was because it almost jumped on our friend's boat who was there trolling around the same area and the thing took off and Kelly girl came running out of the salon and it was taken off and we only had a little, a little uh, 30 wide <laughs> reel. And this thing was greyhounding straight up my buddy's boat, taking all the line off the reel and Kelly girl, she was, she was panicking. Well, I thought, 
I was he's worried gonna about take the, all the, the line. I'm like, Dave, he's going to take all the line, and he, I'm holding on to it. And I think I'm going to go over. The, you know, this this fish is going to pull me over. We saw it jump. It was awesome. And uh, she tried to put her hand I on tried the to spool to stop the line. Yeah. This is before I was do anything. But um, yeah, and then all of a sudden, all the line left, and it, big gone. pop like and that scared the heck out of Kelly, and she was like bummed, and I was like. Thank God, because there's not a thing you and I could have done with this fish. There wasn't any way we were going to catch it. But we remember could've. we tried to put on a belt, and you're trying to put a belt on me, and I'm like, what are you doing? Get you just wanted to get near my behind. It was, yeah, it was fun. It was funny. I didn't catch anything, but it was sure was fun. Uh-huh. Thinking, yeah. like, talking about it now. So, anyway, that's that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Let's see what other questions we have. <laughs> um, wow, Dave. I don't know. Are there Nobody people? else wants to talk to Kelly, girl. Okay. Yeah, your thing won't open. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Thanks, Mike Lewis. What's that? I'm supposed to make, and Justin made it, and it's sitting in my Dropbox, and I don't know why I haven't posted it. Okay. Um, let's see here. This is from, uh, what's, okay. Because then we'd never have anything to talk about, Mike, if I posted it. Okay. Um, Jack. This is from Jack. Jumping Jack. Jumpin All right, Jack. And he wants to know where's the best place to cut up a bluefin? Any spots at local marinas? Well, here's the thing about this bluefin. You can't cut it out at sea. You have to cut it at the dock. Once the boat hits the dock, then you can fillet it there at the dock. There isn't anywhere that you can dump the carcasses into the water in California either. It's not like you guys in Florida or where when we come into a dock and we cut the fish at the dock, then we have to take the fish off the boat, put it on a dock somewhere. Then we have to take the carcass and go out of the harbor or the marina and dump the carcasses outside of the harbor. And nobody understands that. When I make those videos and I show people as filleting fish and we got a pile of carcasses laying at our feet, because you don't have what we have. We have the worst animal on the planet Earth that lives in Southern California called the California sea lion, and they make a giant mess with those carcasses. So it's a big mess. The best thing to do is to try to get it processed somewhere, Jack, but a lot of people don't have a processor anywhere. I would uh, try to get with Justin, or not Justin, with uh, Sonny, if you get one. See what he's got going on, or Justin, or see if there's any processors. I know Billy Cage using somebody to process the fish up in Long Beach, L.A. Harbor. Maybe we'll figure out what who Billy's using. Somebody's got to be processing fish up here. But for you or me to do it, it's such a giant hassle. And then that carcass thing at the end that you have to take out, it just makes for a five or six. And you dump that stuff in the trash. Oh, my gosh. Your neighbors are going to hate you. All right. Are we ready to move? To yeah, the let's go. Okay, this is from, I hope I'm saying her name right, Jeanette. Hi, Jeanette. Um, she would like to know uh, if uh, she's looking for a good fishing guide out of uh, San Diego. And um, a person who can go on her boat. And um, this is her boat. She sent a picture. Nice. So, and you have the perfect person. Pablo. Pablo. Pablo's doing this now. He's working with us as a guide going out on your boats in San Diego. Pablo's the man. Uh, as soon as we uh, 
get done with the show, Kelly Girl will send you Pablo's I'll information. Text you the, I'll text you Pablo's information. And you, and you just give Pablo a call. And the nice thing about having Pablo on the boat, it's like having Justin on the boat or Sonny on the boat. They all fish the way I fish. So there won't be any confusion. You're going to, all the videos that you watch. And also you want to be a member of our website. It's imperative that you're a member of the website because you get a discount by being a member of the website. It's a big discount. If you're not a member of the website, our guides are going to go with you on your boat and you're not going to have anything close to what we're expecting to see on the boat. You're not going to be prepared for the amount of fish you're going to catch. You're not going to have the right fillet bags. You're not going to have enough ice. You're not going to have all the things you need. That's why the, the website's imperative because not only do we show you how to fish, but we show you how to be prepared when you catch the fish because most people set themselves up for failure by not bringing the fillet bag, not bringing up enough Ziploc bags, not bringing enough ice, not bringing enough bait, not doing enough hooks, enough line, enough, all, everything matters. And so it's imperative that you become a member of, if it's not my website, maybe someone else's website, someone that can point you in the right direction and get you going in the right direction. But make sure if you're not with me, you're with somebody that can help you. I don't know anybody else that can, but if there is somebody out there that can, make sure you sign up for the website. Yeah. And let's see, I'm gonna, we're going to run through two questions really quick. Somebody's asking what's the most romantic place. Dave has taken me here in Cabo. Let me just put it out there, everybody. I love Dave, but Dave doesn't have a romantic bone in his body. Okay, so, no, I'm just kidding, right? I mean, that's just, let's keep it real. You don't. I mean, you don't. Okay. We'd be lying. I'd be lying if I said you did. Right. I love you. Don't get me wrong. And I'm fine with it. I'm fine because I don't like all that mushy stuff anyway. But I think the, I would, I would say romantic, but. I don't know. Here in Cabo, I would. Kevin Reardon's Kevin, I was going to say, yeah, uh, that was very cool. We went to the East Cape. It was Los Barillas. Los Barillas. That was, I. if I could go back in time and redo that, those two trips we went twice, I would go there. And the beach there that we sat in our beach chairs in the water. Yeah, and, that was, yeah. That and was you laugh fun. and you, that was pretty So that's romantic, romantic yeah. yeah. And I don't mean that. I didn't mean to hurt you. That wasn't bad. You know oh, I mean. <laughs> you know me. I don't have any feelings left. No, I, it's fine. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Tim Ogilvy. Hi, Tim. Wants to know what was your favorite car when you were in high school or growing up? Oh, what was my favorite yeah, car? It's your day. It's I didn't have. I mean, I didn't own this kind of car, but I sure wanted one. It was like a '69 Camaro. That's what I wanted to have. That's what I wanted to drive. And there was a guy that I went to school with that had one, and I loved it. And, yeah, if I could have any car now, it would be that car. Yes. You, Dave, what about you? I'm not a car guy. I didn't really care. You don't have, really? I always wanted a van. A van. I wanted a big of van. Of course you did. With a bed in the back. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Because I'm so romantic. <laughs> yeah, no, you do. In and out, that's it. Just okay. stop and buy. Okay, let's tone it down. Uh, let's see. This is a children. It's a family show. Okay, this is from Mike Lewis. He wants to know, is there a termite problem on the wooden boats down here also? Yeah, absolutely. And like if we span over here, see our closet right there? That closet, that because it's wood, it's got termites 
We have termites on any wood in our house, and so does everybody else out down here. There's no way around it. I don't care if it's a $60 million house or a $100,000 house. The termites are wicked here. We had them flying around yesterday in the backyard. I, I caught a big one this morning. There was a big one. It's uh, They love wood down here, and it's gnarly. All right. Um, let's see. Dave, this is from TJ again from Dana Point. He wants to know, when was the last time you were on the wardroom? Guy, it had to be a year ago. I was down there with Todd making some videos. Yeah. Probably about a year ago. But the boat I ran for nine years, the Wild and Sack is the sister ship of the boardroom. They were built, the holes were built side by side. He's number three. I was number two hole. And so the Wild and Sack, and you see a lot of old videos of us catching bluefin and white sea bass and yellowtail and wide open yellowfin tuna. That was on the uh, Wild and Sack, which is the sister ship of the boardroom. The difference between the boardroom and the wild and sack is the wild and sack has a 30-foot tower. The boardroom does not have a tower. And the wild and sack doesn't have a swim step. And Todd has a giant swim step because the guy, Jose Angulo, who was the captain, his boss wanted that giant swim step for easy access on and off the boat. So if you ever see the boardroom, it's about six feet longer than the Wild and Sack because of that gigantic swim step, which is a beautiful swim step. But mm -hmm. And I had a big, giant bait tank. Todd has a little, tiny bait tank. <laughs> how, big, how big is Todd's bait tank? Todd's bait tank is probably 100 gallons. And you're... 360. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, TJ also wants to know, before I met Dave, did I ever fish? Well, do I tell them yeah, the truth? Yeah, tell them the truth. The so, to, to be truth. honest, um, the the big lobster that I caught, um, I was... So, yes, to answer your question, yes, not not nearly as much. No, nowhere near what I do now with Dave or... I knew nothing. I thought I, you know, I didn't know anything. But the lobster that I caught, I, that was before I met Dave, so... Let, let's just tell the story. <laughs> well, no, I don't no? like to tell the story. Okay. It's just that I didn't know Dave then. Um, right? Did we didn't know each other? No, you, but you we I you saw my picture on Bloody Dad. The gentleman that you were with knew me. The the gentleman that I was hoop netting with knew of you. He didn't know you. He just knew of you. He wished he knew you, but he <laughs> yeah, he was like you know kind of all gaga over Dave because we'd see Dave driving in Huntington Harbor on the when Dave ran the Liquid Coast Highway. Um, he was like, oh, that's Captain Dave Hansen. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, really? And, uh, okay, bye <laughs> to this other guy. And I went out and And I used to do all those reports on the reports. 976 tuna. Right. And you caught the mattress. And I thought that was funny that you you admitted that. So, anyway. So, yes, I did. Um, let's see. Thank you for your questions. Uh, let's see, Dave. Well, we've got a couple others. Um well, let's see. Oh, Herm's got a great question. You want to read that? It's it's pretty a very important question. Okay, can you please? Okay, Dave, uh, please share with everybody the proper etiquette when you are coming into the boat ramp from being out all day that you don't. I cannot see. I cannot see. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, that you don't. I can't see that you don't uh, race in front of five. Boats at a time, uh, last second, 
Everybody, okay, I can't read it. That's okay, I got it. I can't Her, see. <laughs> here's the deal. Sorry. Etiquette in the last 20 years is out the window. There is no etiquette anymore, anywhere in the United States of America. There is no etiquette. There's no etiquette. We try to teach etiquette all the time. That is common sense and, and it's etiquette to understand that when you're approaching a launch ramp, you got to assess the situation when you're coming into the launch ramp. You got to look at all the other boats that are sitting there. They're all just not sitting there because they, they feel like this is a great place to hang out. They're sitting there because they're waiting their turn. And because you're just a better boat operator, that doesn't mean you get to drive in front of the other five or six or eight, ten boats that are sitting there in line waiting to get their boats out of the water. You need to wait your turn. As you come in to any launch ramp, you can see the line. It's pretty easy to figure out that the boats are all sitting there because they're waiting for their opportunity. Now, if there's one boat there and he's having a horrible time docking, then yeah, it's okay to go in front of him and dock and get your boat out of the water and get out of there. Because normally most launch ramps have a very long dock. So you can have two or three boats on the launch ramp at a time. If you're a good boat operator, you can get in front of the guys that are having a rough time. And you can pretty much pick those humans out. There's a great show Kelly Girl and I watch all the time that uh, is Alfred Montier, the Chit Show. Oh, the Chit, chit Show. C H I T Show on YouTube. And it's pretty funny. Yeah. He's sitting at the launch ramp in Florida watching the boats. And that'll teach you a lot about etiquette if you watch that. And Kelly Girl and I like to watch that show because it's fun. And there's a big crocodile that lives at the dock there. And he's super he's super uh, family-oriented. He's like me. There's no cussing. There's no talking about going fishing naked or anything like that. No. It's really a good show. You can have the kids watch. It's, it'll teach you etiquette about it. What, what a horrible thing it is when someone jumps in front of you. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so yeah, we have a ton of questions. Do you, so we, see yeah, let's just keep program. going. Maybe um, they're all so waiting. A, There's 35 so, people watching. Like. It's, oh, Armin. Yes. They should have a, a booger eater launch ramp section just for the, <laughs> that would be awesome. Wouldn't it? Big sign booger eaters only. And would it be, would you just go voluntarily or do you have to be, you know, so what, you have to get a booger eater card. <laughs> We can give it handing out booger yeah. your cards. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Um, all right. Somebody said that Liquid Coast Highway is abandoned Orange County. I never I know I've Kelly's never, a band never person. heard of that. And but our good friend Jimmy true. Decker. Where the, I've never heard that's interesting. That's funny though. Very funny. Okay. Uh let's see. Do you, uh Darren. Hi Darren. He wants to know the rules for filleting fish in Southern California waters. Like um you know, bass and yellowtail. And can you do it in open water and dump the carcass overboard, just not in the bays? You can. Listen, yellowtail have to be a certain size. Bonita have to be a certain size. Calico bass have to be a certain size. Rockfish have a, a, a possession limit. All these things matter. So when you're filleting fish at sea before you've touched, once you touch the dock, the fish are considered landed. This is the way the law is written. When you hit the dock, if the fish and wildlife isn't there, you can start to process your fish there and cut it into quarters to fit in the bags and stuff. But here's the problem. If you're cutting yellowtail out to sea, 
you're going to have to put that big slab of fish in a bag. So you better hope you don't have a big yellowtail. If you have a 15 or 20 pound yellowtail, those big slabs of meat, what kind of a bag are you going to get to put those in? It's going to be terrible because if you if you quarter it or cut it into pieces, now the fish and wildlife doesn't know how many you have and what the size is. So understand that. Same with yellowfin, same with bluefin. As soon as you quarter them up to put them in the bag, you've broken the law. You have to have the, the collars with the tuna. If Let's say you have two giant bluefin fillets in the trash bags. Well, now those pieces of meat are going to get rotten anyway, unless you have a giant ice chest. Okay. But then when you cut them into quarters to put them in the bags, now you've broken the law. But if you don't have the collars with the peck, piece of the peck fin on it to show them what kind of fish it was, you broke the law. So the tuna, the raw, tuna and the yellowtail are hard to fillet at sea. Dorado, another fish hard to fillet at sea because you can't cut them into quarters to fit in the bags. As soon as you do that, you're breaking the law. Calico bass, super easy. You got to leave a one by one inch patch of skin on the fillet. And I show you how to do that on the website. What's the name of the website? YourSaltWaterGuide.com. Okay. But I show you how to fillet the fish on the website. And I show you how to be um, compliant with the law. Rockfish, I didn't make the law. I'm just telling you. I know you do it totally different. I know all of you do it different. But the law clearly states that the skin must be intact on the rockfish. That's the only way the fish and wildlife can identify it. Are they writing that ticket today? Did they write it last time they were on your boat? Probably not, but they can and they will write that ticket. If you have a rockfish and the skin is not attached to it, and the way I do it, I show you on the videos on the website, I'll flay it, I'll flip, flip the meat over, I'll cut it almost the skin off right to the end, and then I'll Leave the whole piece of skin on just hanging by an inch so you can just pull on it. It's super important to be in compliant because the fish and wildlife want to write. That's what their job is. They want to do their job. And filleting fish is a huge thing. And another thing they love to do is board your boats at San Clemente Island oh. and check your bluefin and see if you cut them up to process. Them. So be, be compliant. <laughs> and watch my videos if you want to learn the proper <laughs> right. way. All right. Uh, let's see. This is from Jeff from Riverside. Jeff, uh, he got in touch with Pablo, and they're trying to schedule a trip, so that's cool. And um, he listened to the show when Pablo was on and, you know, got in touch with him. And um, he wants to uh, schedule a trip with he and his wife and some friends, so that's super cool. Uh, yes. I have, have been told back in the day, a long time ago when I was younger, that I do resemble Heather Locklear. <laughs> I remember I'd be shopping somewhere. And I'm, no, some, you do. Some people went. Not up, Heather Locklear now. now. Not, no, not, no, no, not her now. Me now. You look smart now. She looks really bad now. But uh, back in the day, yeah, I used to get it quite a few times. Quite a bit. But I took it as a compliment. But it's a big time. Maybe you're smoking on. <laughs> anyway, um, he would also like to know, are spinning reels good uh, to land a tuna, to use to land a tuna? The new ones that they make today, the big ones, the 3000 series, stuff like that, that John Bretta was talking about on our show a couple weeks ago when we had John Bretta, the product 
president of product development for Okuma. He was talking about these big spinning reels. They're not like your mom and dad's spinning reels. These things are big, gnarly gears, good drag systems. They work real good for catching that 100-pound bluefin, 150-pound bluefin, throwing the popper, stuff like that. When you get up into that three and four, 100-pound, no, you're not going to do it on a spinning rod. Maybe 100-pound, 120-pound, you can do it on a spinning rod. It's going to hurt like heck. It's going to hurt really bad, but yes, you can do it, but it is going to hurt really bad. And let's see, we didn't get a question, but this is a comment. This is a great idea. Um, this is from Marshuna. Uh, they, if you have people that are coming on your boat and they get sick, bring some, always have a, a, a some ginger snap cookies on hand. They're delicious and they help with seasickness. Perfect. Thank queasy. you very much. Thank you so much. That's a great idea. Don't, I would not take a Dramamine. Is it called Dramamine? I've taken it before and I was like passed out for two days. Makes you super Yeah, tired. and then there's the other uh, seasick pill that you, you Bone recommend. A. Bone, what's it called? Bone A. Bone A. But Dave, Dave has another suggestion. Don't even bring up the word seasick ever, especially if you have children because sometimes it's in all You can talk them into getting sick in the house before you leave. If you tell them they're yeah. sick, you quit asking them all day. Yeah, are you okay? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Don't say you doing okay? You feeling okay? Just when you see them throwing up over the side of the boat, then you know they're not feeling then okay. You bring out the ginger snap. Stop asking, <laughs> for goodness sake. Because yeah, okay. they think that they're supposed to get sick if you keep asking them. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, John Rowe loves the Chit Show. He likes that. Isn't that a great show? It's so funny. Yeah, that's good. Okay, um, I think we are, uh, let's see, we are, well, okay, we're done. I think we're caught up. We're good on this. Down no, here on no. We might have a lot there, but. <laughs> oh, you can gut them all day long at sea, absolutely, because the fish is intact. Yeah, that's not a deal. They're not measuring the guts, but they do measure the fillets. That's something I didn't talk about. They do measure the fillets. The fillets have to be the alternate size. They write tickets all day long for short fillets. That's a big time deal. So if you're not good at filleting, stop. Wait till you get to the dock. Don't practice out in the ocean because you keep bringing in little tiny pieces of meat. They're going to write you a ticket. Uh, Dave Lee. Hi, Dave. He would like to know what is the most memorable fish that I've caught and why. Does the lobster count? Yeah. That's that would be the lobster. The lobster. That's Kelly Girl's lobster. Claim to fame. <laughs> 18 and three quarter pounds. I know you caught bigger. We know you did. And your sister's brother's cousin caught one way bigger. But she caught the largest lobster that's ever been recorded in California. Yes. 18 and three quarter pounds. And why do they? Why do we know how big it was? Because we weighed it. No, what did you do well, with it? Well, took it to the aquarium of the Pacific in Long Beach and or donated it to the aquarium, and they uh, they figured out somehow that I mean, no, they weighed it. I'm thinking of the age. They they guessed that it was around seventy years old, guessed, right? Seventy, about seventy years. And old. I used to do that in my show. I used to back when I was forty five. I used to say, "Yeah, nothing should ever be seventy. <laughs> right, but boy, nothing. now I'm getting close to seventy. I think I know, everything I should be seventy. We're going to donate you to the aquarium or somewhere. Go. Donate you to somewhere. Um, also, the roosterfish. My roosterfish was. I never really noticed. I knew how they're such beautiful fish, aren't they? They're yeah. beautiful. They're gorgeous. I I just 
that was fun. Yeah, and you got to do it a couple times. You got to do it on the dinghy with me on the 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 rib, and then we got to go with Jose and have a really fun yeah. just you, me, and Jose, and that was spectacular. That was yeah. fun. Mahi Mahi Charter. Mahi Charter. Yes. Yep. All right. Any more questions, David? Uh, do you charter your boat at all? I've been on the boardroom with Todd and Eugene, and he loved it. Can't imagine chartering your boat. This is from, oh, this is TJ. Yeah, TJ, I'm done. I am uh, done. I did it at the highest level you can do it at for 48 or 47 years, and I'm done. I'm retired, I, but I work harder now than I, well, not really. I used to work 18 hours a day, seven days a week fishing, and uh, now I get up at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning and have coffee with Kelly Girl, and then I edit videos all day, but no. I don't run any charter boats. I'm not involved with any charter boats. I don't take people fishing for a living anymore. And I don't even miss it a tiny bit because I did it. And there's nothing. I did it. And I did it at a. I did it at the best, highest level you could possibly do it at with some of the greatest owners on some of the greatest boats. I did it. I did it. I did it. And I did it very, very well for a very long time. Now I'm super addicted to uh, teaching. I'm way addicted to teaching and I'm way addicted to seeing the success of the members of the website. I mean, it swells my heart up like this morning, brand new member signed up at seven o'clock in the morning. I called him at seven Oh five and he was blown away that he was getting to talk to me. That kind of stuff just blows my mind and I eat it up. I'm super humble. I know, I know I sound full of myself all the time, but it's, you only have one chance to sell yourself. You don't get a second chance. If you don't sell yourself right away, people don't pay attention to you. They'll walk right over you. I only have one opportunity to sell myself, but I am so blessed. I have over 4,000 members on my website. 90% of those people know me personally, talk to me on a daily basis. I interact with my members all the time. I consider most of them very close personal friends. I've gone to their children's weddings. I've watched their kids be born. I've done a lot of stuff with a lot of members of my website. That's my passion now is showing everybody what I learned over the 48 years and then watching the success. If you go in on the website and you look at the community and you see all the posts every day of people going out on their own private boats and catching fish, are going out on a party boat or a sport boat and catching fish and using the techniques that they learned from me, there's nothing better for me anymore. It's like the best. It's pretty spectacular. Can you get a Mexican uh, fishing, uh, fishing license, uh, guide license, no. Mexican captain's license here? No, my captain's license works in Mexico, always has. I worked down here for 27 years on yachts, running them down here, and it works flawless. It, it works on your insurance. The whole thing about the captain's license and the yacht thing is insurance. And because I'm a licensed captain, like if I'm going to get on someone's boat and run it for a week or take them somewhere or do a delivery, this Kelly girl sends in my resume and my copy of my captain's license right away. And then their insurance, they submit it to their insurance company and then everything's good because I've never had any problems, never had any suspensions, never had any accidents. So the insurance company sign it off right away and we're able to go do it. It's just a big commitment to leave Kelly girl and the monkey and 
and the kiddies and the show. The show is all encompassing. Mm -hmm. This show every day at 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, our whole life revolves around the show. Yep, pretty much. But it's all good. We love it. That's great. Um, so, yeah. Um, Brian. Hello, Brian and Christy. I don't know if Christy's watching, but Brian, no, I have never thought of a, a women's line of your saltwater guide t-shirts. That's a good idea. I don't know why I never thought of it. I like just wearing dude stuff. So, I mean, for the most part, you know, like normal. But um, that's a great idea because women's t-shirts are hard. I mean, you know, if that's a great idea, we should look into that. I, do you think there'd be a lot of females buying them, Dave? We have the whole Mad Max deal going on. And yeah, I think a lot of females. I know, I was just. I know, you're to do what you're I'm doing what I do. I know. No, I think the women's line, I've told Kelly before, we've tried to pick out the special cuts because I don't know anything about clothes, let's be honest. I wear flip flops and a t shirt every single day. But the cl clothing, the cuts of the shirts and all that, Kelly Girl's into that. I I think it's a great idea I to think, make. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the trigger, so they so to speak. They need tank tops. They want some black shorts. What else? What else? <laughs> Maybe a little. Yes, women's t-shirts. You know, your saltwater guy. Kirsten wants them. A lot of people want them, Kelly All girl. Right, I think you need done. to start I've designing them. Look into it and get them get them done. Men's tank tops would be sick. Okay, Armin, we'll try to figure that out too. We'll talk to our talk to our T-shirt people. Yeah. And uh, the whole Mad Max series, the website is pretty easy to use, gang. When you go over there, there's a browser section. There's a search bar. You type in what you want to find. I have 580 plus videos plus the podcast and everything else. I guarantee you, there's a video for what you're trying to accomplish. Justin made some phenomenal videos of how to fish the Mad Mac, how to rig the Mad Mac. He even shows you he's trolling it and he gets bit on the Mad Mac in the middle of the video. There's so much that most people don't even spend the time looking at the website. They sign up and they think just because they signed up now they should be catching. And it doesn't work that way. You have to watch the videos. You have to learn the basics. Like Michael Jordan, one of the greatest basketball players ever played a game. He practiced every flipping day. You guys get on your boat and just go fishing, and you didn't watch one bit. You don't know any techniques. You haven't figured anything out. You're like, hey, I'm a member. It doesn't work like that. Kelly Girl, when she wanted to know how to cast it, she wanted to know. She would practice and practice and practice and pick backlashes out and practice and practice. And be madder than hell and don't want to do this anymore. But then she'd practice again until she figured out how to cast. And she doesn't know how to use a spinning rod and reel. No, Even I though don't. I know those of you on the East Coast are like, I why? Don't, I don't. I don't well, know. because don't we don't use them on the West yeah, Coast. Dave taught, yeah, you taught me on conventional. So. When you get bit on the Mad Mac, you keep the boat going forward. You never take it out of gear. You keep it going forward the whole time. You never take it out of gear. I just, <laughs> until you get set up on that reel and you're turning the handle, then you bump it in and out of gear the whole time. And Justin just made that video and dropboxed it to me. Hopefully I get it up sooner than I get Mike Lewis's video up about how to catch bait at the dock. Okay, so Ace High gave me a 
fantastic idea. I think this would be awesome to have a Marley shirt. What if we made t-shirts with Marley's face, like in the center, and it's, you know, your saltwater guide on top, or somehow your logo's gonna be off, and then just Marley's face there, in the front you like of the that shirt. idea? Wouldn't that be awesome? Look at him. He, I think he likes that. <laughs> I think that would be so cool. Thanks for that idea, Ace High. I think we're going to do that. I, think I that guess we're good. doing Maybe that, Ace. You see the shirts with, like, you know, Tupac or, you know, Biggie Smalls, whatever. How about Marley? Marley. With Marley your logo answer. somewhere. I would wear one. Your saltwater sure. guide, the monkey. Yeah. Far out. Thanks. Looks like we're making Marley shirts. Yep. That would be rad. Yes. A Marley Calico Bass combo. <laughs> there, it's very cool. All right, what what else, Dave? I don't know, you guys. Um, oh, remember also, if you're a member of our website gang, you get you get to you get access to us. You can call us anytime. You can call me. You can call Justin. You can call Pablo. You can call uh, Sonny. We all answer the phone. We all want to help you. You don't have to hire these guys as your guide. They want to help you. To get better at fishing. That's our whole purpose. Believe me, your $9.99 that it costs for the membership for a month, that's not going to change what Kelly Girl and I have for dinner tonight. But I promise you, from the bottom of my heart, it will change what you catch. It always will. Yes. All right. Well, look what time it is. We went for an hour and a half. I know. Today. I know. How? Oh, my goodness. We'll probably have to get back to Gang, work. you probably have to go back to work. I want to thank everybody for watching the show today. Thank this you, Kelly fun. Girl, for being a part of the show. Oh, my gosh. This is so fun. Always fun. I love this. This is great. And I'm, I got ready in time. And <laughs> I love them. That's the hardest part for me. Okay, well. I'm cleaning all the time. You got to get ready for next Thursday. So. I'll, I'll start getting. I'll work on that. I'm going to work on the shirts. The women's shirts and the Marley shirts. This is going to be Awesome. She's gonna be busy. Yep. Also, did you get that young man and his dad? Did you figure out? Did they send you there? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. So again, what Brian or Brad? I'm sorry, Brad from Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Uh, please uh, text uh, text Dave your your son's uh, t-shirt size, your t-shirt size, and um, your email address too. Also, and your mailing address. There's a lot of stuff. So we need a lot of info lot to of get info. these shirts to you. <laughs> but I would but love to send you and your son uh, your saltwater guy t-shirts. Um, yeah. For your sweet, sweet comment. So. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. Don't forget, Bill's going to be on here. Bill Barney, the surf fishing guru. Surf dot. What does it say? Where did you say, Kelly? What? What is? There it is. Love you too, Mike. Lewis. Fish the surf. <laughs> Fish the surf dot com. Fishthesurf.com. That's our guest tomorrow. It should be a phenomenal show. I'm excited. Then next week, we got Jody Morgan, and he's going to be live from Fiji. From Fiji. Wow. Live from wow. Fiji. That's going to be the farthest away we've ever had a, That's cool. had a guest. He, we, he's got some cool stuff going on. He used to own the Apollo. Now he's over there in Fiji. But tomorrow's show, don't miss it. It's going to be incredible. We're going to be talking surf fishing. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. And uh, Jeanette, we're going to send you son, uh, uh, Pablo's, Pablo's information. And Mrs. Hot Rod, uh, thanks for watching. We really appreciate it. Everybody, we always, this is fun. So thanks for your questions. Bye. Bye. Have a great day.